winter. This really sucks. Hello and welcome to another episode of the LARP Noobs, hosted by the, the strange guy who is occasionally here, Bungle. Uh, I'm joined by Millie. Hello. Uh, and today we're talking about our uh, well, quite recent LARP adventure to Flying Lead Nightmare. Yeah. Uh, which was a lot of fun. My first experience of Nightmare. Both Ian and Dave have done them previously. I've uh, never so. done them before either. It was absolutely terrifying. I think you've done flying lead, but this is your first nightmare, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's the first time I've ever done any sort of one-shot LARP. Yeah, it's my, my first ever time doing a blank-firing LARP, which was incredibly fun. <laughs> How did the blank right. balance survive it, though? Yeah, it's great. It's fine. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll uh, mention less about that as we can. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, Nightmare. So, obviously, it's at the, is it Eversley? The yeah, site? the gunman at their alpha site. Yeah, which, as sites go, it was amazing. I, I was in awe of this site with the, the various different buildings and all that. It was, concerning what I'm used to, is usually um, either Dadford Road's um, failing infrastructure and um, shite. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to put it nicely, I mean, like, obviously all the money's going saving up to being put towards getting a new site at some point in the future, so anything that's there is just basically falling, falling apart, apart. Like, yeah. like the centre building, Forge, and all that. Oh, Whereas yeah. the, the stuff it's, at Eversley, it's like, it's sturdy. You you trusted being inside the building and not it not going to fall actual, on you. Now, how's this for a concept? There are roofs. Yeah, not getting rained on <laughs> or beaten by the sun in the, when standing in a room, which was uh, incredibly... Uh, Nice and uh, different yeah. from what I'm used to. It's um, a good, it's a good site. I really, I really enjoy it. It's run by an incredible team of people. It's, it's great. And um, I was really worried at the start of the weekend actually because I was looking at the weather forecast as you do, and it was like rain all day. Everybody was getting battered by the storms. There was flooding everywhere. And then I turned up to site on Friday morning, and I was like, oh, this is quite nice, really. It's quite yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, whereas I've, I rocked up a little bit later, and I'm guessing you were sort of like hiding away during any point of rain because you were staying in my tent. Yeah, we're <laughs> tent buddies forever. It was great. Yay. Tent and, which was a nice change for me as well, because a five-metre bell tent on your own is very, very cold. So having yourself and Dave in there at the same time meant my tent was quite toasty warm for yeah. an evening rather than freezing my bollocks off. Yeah, I was a nice little sandwich filling to your spoons. It's great. <laughs> Oh dear! <laughs> right. <laughs> so, do you want to do you want to talk through characters? Um, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, since I was brand new to the series, I had a whole new. Well, initially, because the um, the actual game plan or document didn't come out till probably about the week before. Mm. So I was going from an older document where they had the the class of charlatan. Uh, so I was in my head originally going to do a snake oil salesman, mm. going along that route. Uh, but then, obviously, with the stuff like vampires, a charlatan wouldn't really make much sense doing seances and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so they brought in the class uh, Preacher. Yeah. And Trapper as well was included. So they had no healers on this weekend. Yeah, which I, uh, which I, as somebody who is a serial healer at any kind of LARP, was a terrifying concept to me. Because I turned up, talked to Johnny at sign-in, and I was like, he's like, what class are you this weekend? I was like... Either. And he just looked at me as if I was an absolute idiot. He was like, try again. And I was like, 
gunslinger. <laughs> yeah, well, you say you're serial healer. Um, well, I played a priest. Whereas, uh, um, <laughs> yeah. at, at Empire, I mean, um, a, what a, a priest. So, yeah, very um, so, yeah, yeah, playing the Father Killian O'Rourke, uh, of an Irish Catholic priest. He's been in the states for a couple of years and come here to the opening of the new chapel. Mm. Um, and yeah, whereas yourself. Well, I um I came to last flying lead as my doddery old lady Phyllis, um, and I was kind of a little bit emotionally attached to her, seeing as Phyllis's husband Wyatt, who's played by the ever incredible human being Daisy. I was like, okay, Phyllis, I need an excuse to flirt shamelessly with with this person, so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go as Phyllis again, Phyllis and Wyatt. So we were going on our honeymoon kind of thing. Um, which, which Wyatt was not best pleased about when Phyllis was like, "We're on our honeymoon." <laughs> he just kept on going, "Phyllis, we've only been married for four weeks." Um, but yeah, so Phyllis downgraded herself. Well, not downgraded. She was um usually a terrifyingly old surgeon. Um, but this time I thought, <coughs> Ugh, I'm so ill. Um, I thought I'm going to be a gunslinger. Um, so I gave myself an inordinate amount of bullets. I, d- I looked at my player pack at the start and like the whole thing about nightmares, it's all random resources. So everybody gets a random number of bullets. Um, as gunslinger, you get a set number of bullets as well on top of that. So I was like, I had a hefty chunk of ammunition. You get the, the 30 as the gunslinger, wasn't it? Oh, yes. And boy, did I need them. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah, because yeah, you were using one of Dave's revolvers. Um, yeah. Originally, I was going to be using one of Dave's revolvers as well, but then Dave got a last-minute ticket. Yeah. Uh, so he ended up using his revolvers, and I ended up getting hold of a lovely Winchester repeating blank firer. Ah, so it's Dave's fault that you bought it, I see. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, there's that. So I definitely will have to be going to more flying leads in the future to make the most of that. Yeah. It was, um, a, but... good, it was a good rifle, man. You looked so good in your oh, kit was, and everything it was incredibly fun and yeah being a, and i mean i did initially plan to wear trousers but unfortunately i haven't worn trousers because i haven't had a proper office job for about 15 years so all my trousers are 15 years old and i've aged and gone wider therefore trousers no longer fit matured <laughs> so, with age like a fine wine but exactly but the benefit with the setting of flying lead it's when jeans were first uh, starting to be worn. So I was able to get away with a pair of denims. So. Yeah. That's the one thing that I really like about the Western Lops is you can, that comfort kit. Yeah. I was wearing a knitted jumper and a massive woolen overcoat for most of the weekend. I was delightfully cosy. Yeah, whereas I was, what, a denim shirt and then, a um, again, a woolen overcoat over the top of that. Mm. It was it was strange how we were weirdly matching. Yeah, like, not even the- planned. <laughs> like just before time in on the Friday when we were going off to their safety briefing and we just looked at each other and we were like, we're not married in this system. Fuck's no, that, that's Empire. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, yeah, because obviously they do the safety briefing, uh, briefing at the start, which mm. is, I mean, it's it's really good to do. I mean, it's mostly common sense of like, don't point blank with blank guns. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, even though they're side or top venting, or bottom venting, whatever. 
Yeah, they still have. You still a get little shit cracking out. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's still a little bit of shrapnel and stuff. Yeah, like that. No, nothing dangerous, but it's not particularly pleasant to get a face full of, um, of wadding. Yeah, burning powder or wadding. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I did have a few. I've got ones go off the side of my head, which oh, um, yeah. I paid for, but not always wearing to put my ear protection in in time. Oh yeah. First thing is like when things are so quickly, you don't always get a chance to go. Oh, just put my ear protection in because with with mine. I can barely hear a thing. Yeah. I mean, my hearing's shot anyway. I've, I miss my youth of going to too many gigs and listening to loud music. I have permanent tinnitus anyway. Yeah. So that weekend was a it's lot great for it, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's so yeah. good. <laughs> it's so good. When your hearing's already shot, then yeah. eh, why not? Doesn't not going to get any worse, is it? No, exactly. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, we did the... We did... Did you go... We went to the, to the gunman... Neil at um Yes, Neil at Packing Iron. Yeah. The hero um, that, that funds the entire blank firing yeah. empire. Absolutely amazing selection of weapons he's got as well. And mm-hmm. initially I was there and I I've been jonesing for that mayor's leg. Oh yeah. But with it being a PFC it's not very practical in that environment, you're having to pick up the rounds you fire out. Yeah. Hence the um the Winchester which takes the eight mils. Yeah. They just go out. Um, yeah. but I, I will talk about the one incident I had with that because there's a f- the people who are in the know with these things they know what these Winchesters have a tendency to do. Yeah, but anyone, <laughs> I feel like I feel like we're falling into that trope where you have people that don't understand gun lingo. Like we, we yeah. should really like publish. There'll be like a, a sister episode where Dave talks you through all of. The- <laughs> yeah, the nuances of um, yeah. firearms. Yeah, basically, um, all of the weapons. You have you have your LARP combat. Every this is the one thing that I forgot for the weekend as well was that you needed a trusty close quarters knife. Which... I had a spare cookery in my tent. You should have just asked. Now you tell me. <coughs> but I always have two anyway. Well, you just know this. <laughs> yeah, but it's um yeah. So we we had a close quarters thing for when you're an engagement between six foot, um and point blank, and then from six foot onwards you're allowed to. Um, you're allowed to use your blank firers um, and basically what you're firing when you fire a blank fire is just a tiny little bit of gunpowder that makes it look aesthetically pleasing and make it sound aesthetically pleasing yeah <laughs> and then um, and then you basically need to get the attention of your attacker and then by going like hey and then shoot them and then yeah. they go down it was it was really great but I feel like we're getting we're getting ahead of ourselves we're just talking about we are, the yeah. booms the boomsticks um, yeah, big boomsticks. So Friday. Yeah, Friday. Um, well, yeah, it all Friday tends to be well time in at nine o'clock in the evening. Oh yeah, it was a late one. So a late time in, which was um, quite good for me because I only had a um, half day holiday to use to, so I had to have work for the morning, mm. drive down to Eversley, which is always fun because M twenty five, yay, yeah. and um, yeah, get everything set up and then safety briefing, and then it's basically. A nice little sort of social event to get to know yeah. the other people there. That's the thing um, that I really like about I LARP games is the fact that the Friday night's like a little soft launch. Um, yeah. So we all kind of like we were there. Were, there are two kind of distinct campsites when you're at Eversley. There's the sort of the western town, which is where most of the built things, the built infrastructure is, which is where you kind of go to hang out, and then you've got Viking, which is just across the road. And it's really nice. It's sort of where it's where Legio takes place, I think, where the most of the stuff that happens there. And we were kind of camping there, but the majority of the people were camping over in Western. So we had our nice little private spot 
um, and we were camping with. Uh, so we had we had me, you, Dave, in yeah. our little trio tent. We had um, <coughs> Ellie. Um, who else did we have? We had um, we had Joe. Yep, Joe. Who who plays? Um, oh God. I know his name. Ambrose. Ambrose, yeah. Rawr, rawr, rawr. Mr. Mumbles. Mr. Mumbles, indeed. The Cornish, the Cornish legend. Yeah. Um, and then we had um, two guys that I sort of seen in passing, but never really kind of hung out with. Uh, Alex and I can't remember the other gentleman's name. So bad with names. Yeah. So Congratulations. We're just as bad at names as Dave and Ian are. Yeah. Uh, we we apologise. <laughs> yeah. It's, I'll be yeah. honest. I was. I was hooked up on Lemsip and Hot Toddies most of the weekend because I turned up having just got my voice back, which is why I sound like this still. Um, and Michael. Michael and Alex. There we go. Um, the, the, the French. Yeah, the French. Jean-Paul and Paul Jean. Yes. So good. Which was fun. They'd keep muddling up who was who out of those two as well over the yeah. weekend. Yeah. And then um, we had a couple of other people that were just like, they're just such good people in our little yeah. tent area. It was so fun. Um, so Friday time in comes, um, and me and you kind of wander into town and head straight for the pub, um, yep. which is exactly what you're supposed to do in a Western environment. Uh, yeah, head straight for the saloon and I have Phyllis yelling at me, have I seen your, have I seen my, your <laughs> husband? And yeah. obviously I've never met your husband. I have no idea who your husband is. Uh, and you have you seen my husband <laughs> every five minutes? It's like. I don't know who your husband is. Oh, he's the handsome one. <laughs> he's definitely <laughs> not the 37th husband to an 86-year-old gold um, digger at all. I'm also certain that number changes every time. Oh, yeah. Even I, I lose count. Then It's the length of time we've been married. It's, it's all a bit it's all a bit strange. Um, so, yeah, we sort of... we had Oh, we had James as well from, uh, from Fancy Nuts. Yes, um, and also all of the all of the larps and tarps are there. Like yeah, nice larpers, larpers, and podcast reunion. It was really nice. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's, it's something that I really like about <coughs> because everybody had their new characters, and because it was like one shot, so everybody had their own their sort of new twists and everything. Everybody was bringing their A game this weekend because like it was yeah. everyone was like. No, I'm not this person, but I am them usually. But I'm instead, I'm doing this, and so like well, everybody was because, just bringing their A game with their RP. It was so good. Yeah, Ellie was playing a younger version of her mainline character. Yeah, without the eye patch. Yeah, um, not sure with Ambrose. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, it's in, like <laughs> I didn't understand and, half of what he was saying most of the time. Oh yeah, Ambrose is it, it's the thing that I really love about any kind of interaction you have with Ambrose, you kind of just have to go, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. sure. Smile and wave, smile <laughs> <Yeah>. and wave. <laughs> I just, Phyllis always thought he was just doing the shipping forecast. That's, that was my excuse. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we had that, and then there was, um, there were loads, there were loads of priests this weekend, I guess because it was like, Obviously, it's nightmare, and everybody knew that it was going to be vampires. So yeah. we had um, Oily with Blackjack coming back in, and then there were the two charlatans by the Killian O'Rourke. I was um, not a charlatan. 
No, I know, but you were a priest. Genuine father. <laughs> Bless me, father, for I have sinned. Exactly. I was offering to do confessions. <laughs> Phyllis had, would have kept you in one spot for like three weeks. Yeah, I think in the end I'll just, just think, no, I'll just do five Hail Marys, you'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, you'll be fine, dearie. Um, and then there was a phenomenal, um, I think she was playing, I think they were playing French. It was Marie. Uh, yes, the, yes, she was Marie's um, preacher. Yeah. It was also incredible as well. yeah. so good and um and then they normally play um the time i'd seen them before at flying lead was they were like the surgeon that sort of kept on patching phyllis up after all of the bead draws <laughs> um so it's really cool seeing people do things that are sort of slightly out of their comfort zones or just something different from their norm it was so yeah. fun yeah cause i think oily as well he normally plays um i think blackjack's normally a healer as well yeah you? Uh, no, again, no, Blackjack's, he... Blackjack's a preacher. He's a preacher. So, yeah. Okay, so he's yeah. He's the same, same, <coughs> but so good. Like oh, any yeah. any person that commits to the bit so much to be wrapped up in bandages for a whole weekend. Oh yeah, well, my favorite thing had to be because I got my ticket from the waiting list mm. uh, several weeks after initial ticket sales went on, and I'd got to the point where I was like, I ain't going. I'm not. I'm not going to get into this. Quite upset about it. When I got my ticket, I thought, you know what, I'm going to keep it shtum. Yeah. Let a few people know that I'm going. But I knew that I wasn't going to let Oily know because I wanted to see his face when he spotted me there. Yeah. <laughs> and that was very fun to see. Oh yeah. yeah we love Oily. Oh yeah. Um, and and it was it was really nice. We had um we had James as well, who I knew from Northern Kingdoms, um, who brought his friend Alex and their other friend came along. So it's just really nice Friday sort of soft launch everybody starts sort of milling about and then some of the crew come in um notably for phyllis she got grabbed first off by uh, <laughs> an irish lad named killian was it killian killian burn i think killian burn yes yeah his name. he was so good he absolutely yeah. insane rp and actually to be honest like he, he pulled me aside and we were just chatting in the pub for about an hour and it was just yeah. really nice having one-on-one RP with someone because that never happens to me. Like sort of a, a well, no, but like not not in a bad way, <laughs> but like at Empire because I'm Agni, everyone yeah, wants to down. talk. Yeah, legit. Like <laughs> Agni, write this down. And I'm just, and I, I'll be honest, dear listener, I know very little about the lore of the Empire. I try and understand it. It the the wiki is just too intense for me. Um, you, you think Dave knows much? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so so it's sort of I'm I'm like the vessel, and then at Northern Kingdoms, it's very noisy, <coughs> so you only get like you get quite a lot of intense RP and brilliant RP, but it's never sort of one on one like that. But to have yeah. someone come and notice you and actively want to interact with you was a really really special moment. And it was so cool. And then and then he gets out this deck of cards. Oh, that deck of cards, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that deck of cards. It was yeah. so it was basically a more PC This was a not a kid friendly pack of cards, ladies and gentlemen. No. It had various different images on it about artistic representations of what various people get up to 
you know, when they when they yeah. want to behind spend, closed doors, yeah, <laughs> so, or very open doors. As if yeah. you saw some of these things, but yeah, so um, that was really fun, and it was just really good, wholesome RP. Yeah, um, it was so good, and like we made a joke about the fact that it was just portraits of Phyllis with her various different lovers and husbands. <laughs> so it's fifteen. <coughs> well. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's it's that was fun, and that was basically that was basically all of Friday, wasn't it? Did anything uh, special well, happen for you? I remember talking with um, uh, James's character. I'm trying to remember the uh, Gustav initially, and then oh, Gus yeah. later on because he was playing a um, a bit of a, a fraud, a scamster, a fraudster sort of yeah. character. Like Gustav looking for investments into his invention. Yeah. Um. And he told us about the uh, museum being robbed of an uncut diamond that was left in an unlocked case. Yeah. Um, turns out it was him who nicked it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, no. It's, 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 it's something that I really enjoyed about Flying Med as well, was the amount of depth that yeah. people came with their characters. Like... Like they were con artists, and then they, but they were, they were coming, they were RPing as outstanding gentlemen and ladies, and everything in between. Yeah. And then, and then as the weekend unfurled, it was like just more and more layers of various different like con artistry. Uh, was it the South South Carolina, Arkansas, and Massachusetts train line, which the acronym obviously is SCAM? <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, yeah. So. That was that was going on as well. So he had him sort of trying to so paying for things with checks. Yeah. Which uh never trust a check. Oh god, yeah, no. Um but yeah, so that was that was it with Friday I don't even remember what time I got to bed. Uh, the one thing the one thing I will say that I really enjoyed about this weekend was my surgeon's bag. Oh, that was an awesome piece oh, of cake. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So um anybody who knows me at LARP knows that I'm a feeder. I, uh, you have to be when you go around with uh, Dave and Bung because you guys don't look after yourselves at all. Normally, have my own jerking. Yeah, well, yes, you do. But yeah, so it's like, um, basically, my my uncle was a surgeon, so he had one of those really old fashioned. I mean, he probably new fashioned for him at the time, but it was a, <laughs> a stereotypical leather surgeon's bag. Um, and my aunt very kindly gave it to me, and I was like, you just use it use it how you want to so naturally i shoved it full of sausage and uh various different sweets pastries there was a, a surprising amount of stuff oh the gummy night. worms are awesome as well oh yeah oh yeah that was that was my favorite thing when it, on the friday when i was like just sat in the bar and ellie caught me filling up my tankard with <laughs> with alcohol <laughs> from my bag and she was like and eve was like phyllis there's a you're not supposed to do that. Like, do it, do it at the bar, Phyllis. You pay for this. And I was just there, like, no, no, Phyllis doesn't pay for any treats. I'm pretty certain there's a point where you put your full tankard inside of your bag as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, everything went in that bag. Um, yeah. The pocket sausage became bag sausage, basically. Yeah, pocket sausage trademarked. Um, yeah, the thing that we had um, really good, em- like, the crew. At, yeah, at ILARP, so good because um, when you've got like a bar set up as well, having an NPC that just sort of mans the bar, yeah, constantly is so good. And that was Hector for us as well. 
Yeah, Hector and, um, well, Lucy Lou, the journalist, as we knew her oh, at yeah. the time on Friday. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't even think that she actually just wasn't a journalist. I think Phyllis just latched on to somebody writing I'm down notes. I'm fairly certain she said she was a journalist, or was it just Phyllis who started that rumour? It was, it was Phyllis that started that rumour, oh, basically. It Phyllis. It's now become a trope where as soon as I see anybody writing anything down, I instantly give them a quote. <laughs> oh, yeah, and the quote you gave for this one was good. Oh, yeah. We'll it was. That. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you yeah. got it. <laughs> well, I can't even. I mean, I'll be honest, the hot toddies was flowing pretty steadily by that point, but it was like. It was cold toddy, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was gross. <laughs> Do not. I am not a cocktail maker at all in the slightest, but it was basically like I felt so ill all weekend, and I just was like, I just need to get warm. I just. And I was like. I filled up my cup with some whiskey and some lemon and some honey and I went off to the crew area to go and get some hot water. There wasn't any because they just sort of emptied, they just emptied out. We were waiting for it to boil. So I went naturally, I was like, sod it, I'm desperate. I'll just have cold water. It was was not good. No. Um, Very alcoholic though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. (laughs) No half measures here. No. Um, but yeah, so so basically, with Lucy, it, I can't remember her, her second name. Like uh, Lou. Lucy Lou. Her her character trope is that she was journaling, um, and sort of documenting the people that were coming through town. And I realised we haven't even talked about the whole premise of the weekend. Yeah. Oh wow, we're really good podcasters, aren't we? Yeah. Um, there's a reason that I tend not to do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the B team, and you know it. Um, so, so basically the whole premise of the weekend was that there was a, we were at Liberty Falls, um, which was a town up in the, up in the mountains, which would explain the cold weather. Um, and it was Hector who was the barman, um, calling all hunters and trappers into town for a hunting contest. The mayor, wasn't it calling everyone in? Was it? I thought, didn't, wasn't Hector's name on the flyer? I can't recall. I yeah, but either way, so so there was this whole there was this whole thing. It was a hunting contest. That's why we were all there. So if you were a trapper, um, the game mechanics were so good. Um, so yeah. you had gunslingers who just got extra bullets, which turned into mighty fine handy. Um, yeah. And then you had your trappers who could lay white ribbons um, across an area and trap <laughs> either creatures or monsters or people. Um, you then had your priests who could, um, I don't even, what were the mechanics for you and priests? Uh, with the priests, we got, um, three vials of holy water, mm. uh, and using that holy water, we could either, basically using our, like, reliquy, so like I had a, a, um, uh, what's it called? Rosary. Yeah. Using that and my holy water, I could basically push back evil beasts. Yeah. Um, or I could work alongside a trapper. Mm. And bless their trap to make it a mm. much stronger holy trap, which is what we ended up doing with the majority of our stuff. Yeah, like at various points in the town, setting um, holy traps. Holy traps. Or blessed traps, however you want to put it. I like no, meant, holy um, trap sounds so much better. Yeah. So in my pack, I'd got the the three holy waters, three blue ribbons, mm. and um, three sort of like snap bracelets of um, yeah. blue. Okay. The trappers had white ribbons and yellow mm. snap bands to light them up at night time because obviously. It's November. It's going to get dark yeah. pretty early anyway. Yeah, that dark. I have never been scared of the dark before. My God, you're scared of the dark when you're at flying lead, that's for sure. I, yeah. I did not. I was not a fan. 
<laughs> especially when especially when Phyllis has the walking pace of a snail without arthritis. Yeah. Like, it is scary. Well, once the adrenaline hit, Phyllis was like... Oh, <laughs> mate, we'll talk about that later, but I was... Yeah. <laughs> like, there was a point where I fully broke character. I was like, no way, not anymore. Um... But yeah, so and then there was so there was trappers, priests, gunslingers, um, and we, cowboy and cowboys, which were they were the sort of the the go between between medic and um, gunslingers. Yes, right? they what they could do was um, they could create stakes, mm. um, which had to be made from basically ancient wood, which is a resource that had to be found. Yeah, and basically once they'd found that, there'd be a set amount of ribbons on each of those items. And that'd be how many stakes they could make. Mm-hmm. So they basically go off to the um, the game team, I believe in the museum, um, or yeah, where one of the hot water pots was. Mm. And basically they'd swap the ancient wood prop yeah. for LARP safe um, stakes. Yes. It was really um, good. Yeah. So that was um, their, their mechanic, basically, was they could craft these stakes, which anyone could use a stake. Yeah. Only the cowboys could make them. Ah, see, this is why you're here, so that you can remember things. Yeah, I remember some things. Nice. Um, but yeah, that was that was pretty much it, right? That was the only thing that happened on Friday was there was um, lots of chats, lots of drinking. But I was yeah, oh, was the like, fireworks display. Oh, and the fireworks, which I I was like, I love fireworks. They make me so happy. But Phyllis. Phyllis does not like fireworks. Oh, Phyllis has PTSD, doesn't she? she Phyllis. Was like, attack. <laughs> Phyllis. Phyllis was like, as soon as that bang happened, she was like, because basically my thing is whenever anyone, everyone fires and discharges their rifles and pistols all the time at Flying Wedge. Like you constantly hear gunshots. So naturally Phyllis just goes, bless you, whenever she hears it. But when it's more than one shot... It's an, you're under attack. So Phyllis hid out in the bar, <laughs> which yeah. was such a shame because it was such a good display. Well, one shot's a misfire. <laughs> More than one shot is a gunfight. Yeah, that was, which is what Oily kept on reminding us. It's like, if it's one shot, yeah. you're fine. Yep. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, there was the, the fireworks, um, which was so cool. Yeah. And then, and then I think that was that, that was yeah, pretty much it. Dave, Dave, oh, so I was certain Dave wasn't going to come this weekend because he, one he didn't get a ticket in the first release. Yeah. Um, and and then he had just quite got quite a lot of stuff going on at work and things. So I was like, okay, cool. So it's just going to be me, bung, and we're going to have so much fun. And then Dave just sends me a video of the count from Muppets. From yes, Muppets. the the censored count video, I believe, yeah. is when he used. So, and he just was like, he's like, yeah, I'm coming. He turns up looking like a goth prince. He was yeah. so good. Count Fladuku. Yeah. And he turned up like a rooting, tooting cowboy, yeah? And it's like, it's so funny watching his <laughs> accent slip. It was so good. And, and it was like, it's basically, he was just going as a meme of the count where he would just count and he'd be like one bullet up 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 two bullets up <laughs> it's just so fun yeah um so yeah then then he was there and it's just it was just nice it's just a nice little time where you just dress up and play pretend with all of your best mates and it was so yeah. fun so good um but he was exhausted so he put the bloody thought in our head he went off to bed about yeah. midnight 
I think we lasted another 30 minutes yeah. before. I think it was you, me, and Ellie were like, yeah, our bed just seems like a really good idea now. I couldn't stop thinking about my bed. I was like, yep. it's going to be cozy. I had a hot water bottle. I was, I had hand warmers, I had coziness. Uh, it was delightful. I had a pile of blankets on my sleeping bag. Mm. Oh, So cozy. I was, I was really worried about being too cold all weekend, and I did not have that issue at all. Yeah. So good. And that was that was pretty much it on the Friday, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, it was especially socialising, getting to know the characters that are joining us in this adventure in Liberty Falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, which then brings us around to Saturday morning. Oh, Ooh. yeah. Ooh. Which, biggest, greatest thing I've done ever at LARP is those meal tickets. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, buying meal ticket for the entire weekend. So good. Oh. I mean, a hot breakfast in the morning. Mm. Like, bacon and egg bap, yes, please. So good. And then, and also, like, it was so nice in the morning, 6.45. Mm. I, I, I woke up at 6. I had to go to the loo. I went to the loo, closed the flaps on the tent. On the tent, dear listeners, to get your minds out of the gutter. Yeah. And as soon as I got back into my cozy bed, the rain started, and it was yeah. pouring it down. Oh yeah, I was I I was I think I woke up probably just after you'd got back in the tent, and I was, I was sitting there in, in my sleeping bag. And I could hear the rain starting. I was like, "Oh, my chair's outside. I should get that in." And then just the rain opens up. I was like, "Well, it's soaked now." So, yeah. oh yeah. well. We were really lucky with the weather this weekend, though, weren't yeah. we? Yeah. I think there's um the it was flu season and wet weather was like the reason why quite a lot of the players that were booked on that I knew about didn't come. Yeah. Um and then it just like luck of the luck of the draw it was just really nice weather. Yeah, um, I think that was the only down, proper downpour was early on Saturday morning. Yeah, and then it finished then... Well, as soon as breakfast service started when we were all queuing up it stopped again yeah. and it was really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, good old British small talk about the weather. Oh, yeah. Can't go wrong with it. No, not at all. How about that weather, lads? Oh, oh, yeah. Right. Have we talked about that weather yet? Yeah. Um, yeah, we like our Saturday started off, had our breakfast, had our little catch-ups in the morning, coffee around the coffee around the campfire. Yeah. And then um, my first sort of encounter was going out to the Hunter's Lodge, right? Uh, yes, so the part of the the big the big hunt that was supposed to be on, mm. there was like um, three groups sent out to three different locations. Mm-hmm. Uh, the group we were in went up to the the hunters lodge. That's the one. Um, which I think we took. We were trying to read the map. And I think we took the wrong way one bit, and then we could hear one of the the last survivors of this hunters lodge crying, which I think may be like, "Yes, the first to be over here." <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> a little bit funny. Um... But, yeah, and we sort of come across this hunter's lodge. It's all kind of so such good infrastructure at that site. Yeah. Um, and there's dead bodies everywhere. And they're not just... And you can... Like, there's prosthetics, there's viscera, there's, like, everything. They're all covered in blood. Yeah. Uh, and my first... My favourite thing about LARPers in general is that the first thing anyone does is they kneel down and they subtly go, I'm looting you right now. Hey, the good father did not loot a single corpse. No, well, that's because the good father got there after everybody else had got there. No, the good father <laughs> was being a good priest, Aww. doing last rites. Mm. Well, certainly the case for Phyllis. Every single time 
she came when... and looted anyone, everybody had already got there first. Oh no, I think you came away with what an additional four um, get off me's, didn't you? Oh yeah, the get off me mechanic was really good as well. Yeah, it was um, basically. God, we're so good at explaining things. The the get off me mechanic was basically a way of ensuring your safety. So it was um, it was like a lives counter, and you got any between two to four in your starters pack, right? Um, yeah, I think it's two to four, two to five. Yeah, and I was lucky. I got like I got max count on pretty much both things. I think they put pity, took pity on a poor old lady. Um, <laughs> on the random bag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was it was where you would shout, "Get off me!" And it was like any enemy within like a six foot range circle of you would take about six big paces back. Or they would freeze and give you time to like they'd change the position. They'd go back six foot, so you'd be able to either run away or shoot at them, yeah. basically. Which is such a good mechanic because, like, if admittedly, so it's that thing of if you once you've used up all your get off me's, you've got a card in your pack that you have to read, and then it has like RP effects, yeah, um, on that card that then like affect your game for the rest of the weekend, right? So I luckily never yeah. got to my finish my get off me's. I finished mine at the very basically in the last um, fight against the the fall, which we'll get to later. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so so the one time I went up to a body that hadn't been looted, he gave me like four, <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck yes, Phyllis is never dying." Um, <laughs> Further giving in to the theory that Phyllis is invincible and Phyllis, immortal. Phyllis is fucking immortal, man. She's never gonna die out of pure spite. And also to stop Wyatt from getting her sizable inheritance. Like, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Um, so, yeah, we go and we get... There was one hunter still alive at the, at the Hunter's Lodge um, who was mighty terrified. Yes, um, I was having to talk him down from um, shooting us when we first came up to him. Yeah. And then managed to convince him to that we'd get him back to the town uh, safely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we have to do the the wonderful walk down that hill and up oh, yeah. that hill. Oh yeah! Again, mm-hmm. uh, reaching the fort. Mm-hmm. I think when we got to the fort, we heard a lot of gunfire in the distance from one of the other groups. Yeah, and I think I, I think, think a bunch of us went off in the direction um, to go and hunt, help them, didn't we? Yes, uh, basically, a lot of people went off. Myself, um, I think Chevrolet, who mm-hmm. is um, one of Oily's friends, who's first ever larp so good was that so good yeah and it was very it was like natural born larp right there yeah. so good like, like uh, my um, encounters with chevrolet for the whole weekend yeah so just wholesome human being really yeah. nice i think one other person and the the trapper we brought down from the hunter's lodge stayed in the the fort yeah um while everyone else went off to deal with these bandits yeah, or whatever I, was going off in the distance. I'd already, I'd already fucked off back to town at this point. Phyllis, oh. was, Phyllis <laughs> was tired. Phyllis was done. Um, I think it's, I think it's because I'd also like I have, I have a stage rifle, a coach rifle, which mm. um, Pakian very kindly uh, I bought, which was amazing, but it was heavy and I didn't have a sling for it, and I had Dave's pistol as well, so it's like. I had so much stuff, and I'd left yeah. my snack bag back in oh. the bar. I didn't have my pocket sausage. I didn't have my coffee. I was very unprepared. So at the first opportunity, I went back and I 
very quickly got my back. Yeah. Mm. But, um, yeah, it was that one I was in the fort. Um, basically, I was on one of the gates, sort of keeping an eye out. Mm. And hear a shot ring out from behind me, turn around, and there's um, Chevrolet going, Sorry, it was a misfire. <laughs> uh, so it was like, Yeah. I'll that, that she almost <laughs> took my ear off. Um, to which, I mean, she has uh, the gun that she was using was like a. Basically, I think it was a cap gun, basically, sort of yeah. mostly foam. Yeah. And um, she then turns and looks down the barrel of it. Oh, no. It's a single shot one as well, so yeah. there's that. So there's no sort of danger, danger there. Yeah. But it's like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> just, now I'm going to speak to Blackjack. Later, it's like you need to teach her more gun safety. Blackjack, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, uh, have you ever tried teaching a person how to deal with a firearm? It's um, no. it's like the the thing like blank firing pistols because they're all side mm. venting and back and under venting. Like, yeah. Technically speaking, it's okay, but it's like as soon as anybody looks down the barrel of a gun, you're like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no. But yeah, so so that was our first encounter. There were twenty encounters on Saturday, and that was just the written ones. That was, oh. and then there were like the the spontaneous ones and the ones that developed out of RP. There were more than that. Yeah. The amount <laughs> of steps that I did. Up and I, down that hill. I kind of wish I had my Fitbit on for that weekend. Oh, God. Yeah, no, we need to start, like, wearing Fitbits for LOP because it's, yeah. like, anybody who has parents that ever question why they do it, like, parents, siblings, relatives, friends, concerned therapists as to why you dress up <laughs> in characters, just explain to them that it's exercise. Yeah. Because you're, you know, you're you're running around... You're doing all sorts of like you're carrying the tents are heavy, everything's heavy. Larping is exercise, and I will not hear anything. They will not hear anything against it. Um, but yeah, that was like the hunter's lodge was our first one, and then yeah. we come back, and then literally I got back, I had a quick drink, and then there was someone saying that the town was getting like the valley was getting enveloped in fog. Yes, and going out investigating that. And, um... Yeah. And so I literally just got back. <laughs> and then we were like, cool, off we go again, guys. See you later. Yep. Um, back so down the hill. Back, back up down the, the hill. hill. Back down the hill. Um, and we arrive back at the fort, um, go down that hill, and then there's the smoke everywhere. Yep. And it is like hats off to the SFX team because... Yeah. They worked their asses off this weekend. It was so good, like from the fireworks to the explosions to the smoke. Yeah, it was just amazing. Um, and there were these people just walking through the smoke. Yeah, and, it was and anyone from our side trying to go through it was being pushed back from the yeah. smoke and weren't able to pass through, which is yeah. So, and it's like I don't know if you've ever been approached by somebody who's just. Walking, ambling. ambling at a slow mm. pace. You're, it was horrible. So, like, and I think, was it Morgan from the Lops Tops guys who was playing? I can't remember what his character's name was. Oh. Um, but he was playing another sort of preacher, wasn't he? The, I, oh, good question. Well, either way, Morgan's character, again, phenomenal phenomenal character because he kind of just took center stage for the whole weekend he was like in charge of everything and i loved it 
I was just there with my little whiskey, like, you carry on, good sir. Um, but yeah, so, and then I think I think it was him that fired the first shot? Uh, yes, it's, uh, there was a lot of um, shoot first, ask questions <laughs> later. Oh yeah. Over this weekend. Yeah. Um, a lot was... of that. And a lot of that was from um, the two French preachers as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Jean-Paul yeah. and <laughs> Paul Jean. Oh, yeah. Or often shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah. I mean, it is the Western way. Oh, uh, yeah. Especially if you try to steal anything from their... Um, their Reliquary. Reliquary's box. Yeah. The box made by Jesus himself. Oh, yeah. From the wood of the cross. Honestly. They're s- such good. <laughs> so good. Um, but, yeah, so they... So the whole thing was that these people were walking through the mist or trying to escape from the mist and getting to, like put under its spell. Mm. And the way that you broke them out of it was by... Uh, blunt force trauma. Yeah, but of course bullets work just as well. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so that then starts happening and then chaos ensued because there was so much screaming, there was so much smoke and the smoke was getting closer to us as well. Yeah. Um, and then I think there was some there were some monsters in there as well. <laughs> um, so there were people getting attacked. It was all it was all chaos. I didn't really know what was going on because at this point I was say sort of everyone was like Phyllis, you stay at the back, dear. Yeah, I think um, I decided to head back to town a little bit after. Like, well, they're just going to shoot these random people who are then turning out to be normal people that they're just shooting at. This is no place for a man of the cloth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what you're saying is you made a tactical withdrawal and it was all yeah. fine. Um, but yes, the whiskey so, behind the bar. Oh yeah, exactly. So, so and then the thing that I really liked as well about ILARP is the fact that when you all go out on encounters, the people that stay behind, either if they're non-com or they're having a little moment to themselves, they don't get forgotten. There's still mm. loads of game that happens in the town. Yeah. Um, so we came back and suddenly there was loads of information in the town about vampires and, and like yeah. strange goings on monstrous wolves it was just so good because yeah, there was the the werewolf encounter oh yeah well. so that was, was that the third encounter you we went on or was... i think so it was um we came back to town basically after the mist and we just sat down we were having a nice little debrief about the fact that there were murderous people in the town just shooting anybody and everyone. Um, and this guy comes in and his name is Arkansas Jack. And um, he claims to be the best trapper, the most fearsome. You know, there's not a creature that he hasn't trapped. Uh, it's pronounced sh- Arkansas. I don't know. Arkansas. Arkansas. <laughs> Phyllis it's, spelled, read. it's spelled Arkansas, but it's pronounced Arkansas. Oh, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, so Arkansas Jack um, then grabs Phyllis, and it's played by the same guy who is Killian Byrne. So, obviously, like he's like, Phyllis, you're coming with me. And I was like, oh, God. Back down the hill we go, lads. Um, so... Off we'll go. And you came on this one, didn't you, as well? Yes, yeah. This is the one where um, I had the, the incident oh, yes. with the rifle. Oh, yes. And I had the incident with a werewolf. Um, yeah. So we um, we follow Arkansas Jack around, and the RP is just phenomenal. He's, like, checking tracks on the ground. He's getting all of this. We get <coughs> to this clearing. And I shit you not... A seven-foot-tall bear 
wolf thing yeah. just comes out of the trees and is slowly ambling towards us. And I've I've discovered that I'm terrified of an amble. <laughs> Ambles are the, it's the it's most. It's one if they run at you. An amble is the terrifying one. It's it's the it's the unrelenting amble, and that is it's terrifying. Yeah. It's, it's similar to a tactical bimble. But it's the fact that it just kept walking slowly and it wasn't responding to us yelling at it. It wasn't like we shot it a bunch of times and it kind of went down, but it kept on getting back up. And yeah. then I look to my left and there's another one. Yeah, second one appears. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it just, and that one comes screaming out of the woods. It like clawed and like knocked down one guy. And then it gets stumbled and it locks eyes with Phyllis. Yeah. And poor Phyllis does not know how to deal with a fucking... <laughs> with it. It's terrifying. Because I was there. I had my rifle, which is a one-shot only thing. Yeah. And then you can reload it, but it takes about a minute. So it's like I was just there like, okay, don't, don't waste this, Phyllis. Don't waste it. <laughs> I shoot it. It kind of stops, so I'm like, thank Christ, it's fine. I just killed my first monster at LARP. This is fine. <laughs> it gets back up again and just sprints at me. So I'm there just like, and I fully break. I'm Millie at this point, and I'm screaming and sprinting. <laughs> I, like, jump into a ditch. It follows me, and it's then on top of me just, like, going to town, like, clawing me, mauling me. And so I then, I'm there... Lying in a ditch. <laughs> like, and I'm like, this is it. This is it for me. I'm now dead. This is my first character death. I was coming to terms with it. It was all fine. And also, as well, because I'd run away. Mm. I'd run away from everyone else. <laughs> so I was just there in the middle of nowhere, lying in a ditch, crying to myself, basically. Like, yeah. like this is it for Phyllis. She's dead. She's gone. I'm going to become like a werewolf and terrorize players. Um, but luckily, Ellie saw me, so Eve came and rescued me. Yeah. Patched me back up again because Ellie was a cowboy. Um, yes. well, when you were being chased was when I had the... Basically, I'd loaded up the Winchester with eight rounds. Yeah. Um, I've since learned that the best thing to have is five in the tube, one in the chamber. Yeah. Uh, because the spring's a little bit too powerful. I think I managed to get two shots off. Mm -hmm. Then the third shot decided to uh, basically bypass the elevator and go up into the trigger mechanism. So it basically locks oh, no. the lever down. Yeah. Uh, again, thank God for uh, Neil from Packer 9. Because yeah. um, he said, this is probably going to happen. Uh, I'm not going to show you how to strip it when, when I first picked it up from him because it was dark. Yeah. Um, so was, but yeah, in the daytime, this is inevitably going to happen. Yeah. So just come by and this will be a great way I'll show you to strip it and what happens. And yeah, basically one of the little rounds was just jammed inside the mechanism. Mm. So in this case, you've just unscrewed the panels off and that. But yeah, once that had happened, basically, I'm useless. I had nothing. Oh, I had my um, cookery with us. Yeah. I was like, mm. yeah, but then you have to get up and close. Cheerio. Yeah. Yeah. Up close and so personal with a werewolf. End up no, sort of um, jogging out of the encounter back to the um, back to camp to yeah. get this round fixed out of the um, out of the rifle. Yeah. And um. So we got, I got patched up. Wyatt wasn't with us on this this particular encounter. Um, so Phyllis naturally storms into town, blaming Wyatt 
for the fact that he wasn't there to rescue her like a good husband should have been. Um, oh, I love my I love my husband so much. It's just one of the most wholesome, dysfunctional relationships. Daisy's just an amazing person. As oh, well, honestly, so. I like I could fall in love with Daisy as you and me every single day of the week. This this podcast is just a. Hi, like notice me, senpai, kind of like this <laughs> is legit, and it's like, but it's also as well like Daisy. They were wearing a mustache all mm. weekend, like the prosthetic and the beard, and they looked so good. And a wig, like yeah. it was so good. Their kit was amazing. Their whole crew, their kit was incredible. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so got back into town, yelled at yelled at Wyatt for a little bit for negligence when it came to marriage. Threatened divorce a couple of times, I think. Was that also when the the bride got shot by the French uh, for taking something out of their relatives? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I forgot about the bride. There was the... yeah. That's that, <laughs> there's so much going on. Man. Yeah. And there was also the encounter when um, it was to recover the reliquary because it got stolen from. Oh the God, yeah, no, town. I remember that because they're they're basically we got followed back from the mists, didn't we? Yeah. By a bunch of like of thralls or ghouls or something. Mm. So they grabbed the reliquary, which was basically just a box with sticks, and so they grabbed it—a very holy box with sticks. But it had oh, yeah, so with, um, much stuff in it. It had like eyeballs. It had. The eyeball of Saint Christopher. Eyeball of Saint Christopher. It had a bit of cal- like the Arc de Triomphe. It was so much French stuff in there. Yeah. Um, and it, so they they stole that. So that was one of the like, that was one of the more RP encounter. Yeah, yeah, like the sort of RP encounter. created. Yeah, and it was so good. Um, so yeah, that happened. So there was so much. That's like, and also this is the the thing that you forget about Isle Up with the nightmare events is it only happens on the Saturday. Like yeah. the aim of the game is to be done by timeout on Saturday. So we were going to have the Sunday. Like that's a lot of RP and a lot of very intense encounters yeah. to fit into twenty four hours. It was a lot, um, which is why if we forget about anything, or we like, yeah, there's like, so much going on. It's so like... much, and I think as well, like Dave, Dave and I had a chat about this because we were so plot of it. It was almost like plot was avoiding us for the whole <laughs> weekend because like we go out on an encounter. Um, because I think Ellie Ellie noticed this when because obviously she was a cowboy so she could go out and find this the bit of holy wood yeah to get making steak so Ellie wanted to go out and scavenge which is a, t- a typical thing in northern kingdoms where they always have like herbs and things out there mm. um so I think that we assumed that that was what the case was going to be I like at <coughs> at um at Isla but it wasn't quite the case so we went we went for a wander um to go and look for wood when we found out that there were vampires about yeah uh, it turns out there was actually encounters to go out find the wood i went out on one at night to go get holy water yeah as well we found that there was a source of a new font of holy water out there which mm. we had to go out and get oh yeah that was that was the whole thing as well wasn't it there was yeah. so much but um but yeah so like when when we came back from encounters then we got there were literal sheets of paper with all of the information that we need. It was so, I, I won't yeah. lie, oh. like so much work went into that weekend, but information-wise, it was so overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, well, that was stuff that was brought in by the the NPCs, the Dutch couple. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, those, those, that's another thing. <laughs> yeah, 
they were, they were, they were really the good Order players. of St. Giles. Yeah. Yeah, and basically they were uh, people who were protecting the realm from vampires. Yeah, they were like monster mon- monster hunter cult yeah, people, Yeah, the right? two that were in the town were uh, pacifist scholars. Mm-hmm. And the Red Cloak encounter you were talking about earlier, that was a bunch of their um, their fighting forces, mm-hmm. I think, who had been turned into thralls. Or well, yeah, but we didn't, or... we didn't know that at the time. At so, the time. You so didn't this... know that until you came back. Yeah, so this was... I had to take a little bit of time out because I was... I think it was after the mist. We were having lunch, so I I was sat down, had a lovely bowl of soup. Yeah, a bowl of soup and crusty bread was good. Yeah, and um, again, the food is amazing. So good, like feast your eyes. It's I think it is feast your eyes that yeah. they're, they're so good. They kept you fed and watered, teed and coffeeed all weekend. Um, but yeah, so the um, so I was enjoying my soup, and then suddenly. The French come in and are like, "We burnt the house down. They're witches. It's all bad." And basically, yep. like these these poor NPCs, these poor crew members had come in and um, to like play these really wholesome Dutch couples and the, help us out. Um, yeah. <laughs> and these French had just burnt their house down because they thought that they were witches. So they were like, yep. um, they destroyed the house. They were like. There's an order with the Order of St. Giles. We're here to protect you to save this world from mm. the evils that are vampires. Yorg and this and Liberty Falls is under attack. Um, yeah, and it was they're the ones who'd raised the myth <coughs> keep the vampires in and not stop yeah. them getting out. But it was also um, stopped us from getting out. Yeah, uh, but they were also confused because the werewolves normally naturally hunt the vampires and stay away from mortal humans. Yeah. Whereas they seem to be working with the vampires and attacking us. Yeah, it was a whole thing. It was. It, it was, was. I won't lie. The small sliver of Phyllis could never die. Was the hope was fading very fast <laughs> at this point? It was like there are vampires. As soon as I knew that there were vampires before I was coming into the game, so I was like, okay, Phyllis will just brandish her neck at everyone that she sees. It'll be fine. It'll be a yeah. funny bit of RP. There are ghouls. Okay, so they just try and bite your neck, but they don't make you into a sexy vampire lord that lives forever. Cool. Nope. Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. So then that that little bit of hope faded, and then there were thralls. Uh, and... So the I think it was thralls, which are people who have been mind controlled. Yeah, and they were the um, ones that came unwilling... out of the mist. Yeah, and they're the ones. The first lot to storm the town was a bunch of thralls, which basically mm-hmm. I think um, Killian was one of those. He was. Yeah, he got shot about three times as Killian as a thrall, bringing him back to being human. Like, why do people keep shooting me? Because <laughs> um, obviously, the th- you, you're under mind control. If it was unwilling, basically, you can be knocked out of it. Yeah. Um. Then there was the ghouls, which are the there were humans that have been completely drained yeah. but risen again. Yeah. And you had to kill them. You had to use close combat. With them yeah, and sever the head, right? Yeah, I think close combat and severing, removing the head. Um, yeah, thralls could be snapped out of it if they were willing. Then you just had to kill them, but they would be killed by regular gunfire. Yeah, but then you could also um, convert thralls by using priestly things, yeah. couldn't you? And then I think so. And then uh, you had vampires, yeah. which was just would be killed with stakes. Yeah, and then you had higher vampires. Yeah, uh, which needed to be staked and the head removed and buried in a separate location. Yeah. So yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. So, yeah. so, so obviously we're just having our lunch. We're having a lovely old gay old time. It's delightful. It's wonderful. Having a nice little natter around the around the campfire, and then everything all goes to pot because everybody starts screaming about this Dutch couple being witches, 
But then people come screaming in saying that Hector, the lovely barkeep that kept our tankards afull and a brimming, is also a vampire. Yes. Uh, but I think this is, I think Hector had started doing uh, visions with small groups of people. That came later. So this was, was like, like, yeah, so at lunchtime it was revealed that he was a vampire. Yes. And but it was... he was working with a group from Centuries, <coughs> not with. Yeah. So he was like a good vampire. He's like the. He's yeah. like, doesn't eat. An eat... ethical, moral. He yeah. doesn't eat anyone. He doesn't drink blood from anyone who's not willing to give blood. Yeah. He's the kind of vampire that sparkles in the midday sun, kind of the Edward <laughs> Cullen of the universe. So. Yeah. So, and then it was revealed that he was part of. He was either a child of or a sibling um, of. I think he was. Turned by someone called Theo back in ancient Greece. Yeah. Um, and then basically Theo taught him the, his the whole moral code of basically you don't you don't kill people for their blood. You only take blood from those who are willing. Uh-huh. And then they had um, several uh, over the years. They selected a few people to join them. Yeah. And, and then those those had become the the not so nice vampires. Uh, right. Yes, um, but it was basically one of them turned completely and turned the rest against yeah, Hector and Theo teach, and right? killed Theo. Oh, oh um, see, so plot of this. Yeah, uh, da, 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 da. I'm having a look through the because thank you very much, um, uh, Kitty. Oh yeah, putting the um, the history up on the Facebook it was in regards so to all this stuff. Um, so yeah, it's really sort of have that up here. Yeah. So yeah, and Kitty, uh, Kitty helped me out a lot with like the list of the the. Encounters and stuff, so yeah. Um, but yeah, so the thing that I really liked the thing uh, again, another massive like kudos to the story team. Um, because that was um, William Graves was the last one to turn, who was the one who was a young, young guy fascinated by him, found out the secret, and convinced them to turn, yeah, him into a vampire. And he's the one who then turned the rest of the the well, Theo and Hector's children, in yeah. inverted commas, Into... against against the moral code. Yeah. So that so so we had we had basically the thing that I really liked as well is about the plot team is like it was every class of character that you could have had a corresponding vampire. Yeah. So there was like a trapper vampire, and he was the one, or they were the one that was responsible for converting the werewolves. Yeah, uh, Whiplash O'Connell. Yeah, whiplash, what a dick. Yeah. That that um, was a terrifying encounter. Do you want to talk about the whip? Were you on the whiplash one? Uh, no. Was that the one that was done over in Viking? No. 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 That, so that was... the. I was on the one where we went down to the... F- well, down to the fort again. In the pitch black. Uh, yeah, I think that was one where the soldier... Um, What's his name? My brain is just skimming through this text. Yeah, so the gunslinger was Sergeant John Teach. That's the vampire encounter I went down on. They challenged us to a fight down there. Yeah, but that was so that was in the fort, but this was way before then. So basically, Teach was like out of all of the Teach was like the big, the big bad boss. There was. um, Billy's the big, big bad boss. But... Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but Teach was like the 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 ulti- like the end goal kind of yeah. thing. So, but before then, we had to go through and kill 
three or four, I want to say three, four, uh, other <clears throat> vampires. And yeah. the most terrifying encounter that I went on was the whiplash one, which was vampires. It was basically a massive cluster of all of the enemies, <laughs> but in a tiny space and pitch black. And it was horrible. It was, it was the, this was when I broke because it was basically, we all went, there were about 30 of us that went down that hill. Um, and we all sort of, we laid up and obviously the crew are so good at sort of going along with the fact that we need lights to see kind of thing. So they kind of, Mm. they were acted off and they were like, oh, there's strange dancing lights over in the distance. But then as we got closer, they were like, turn your lights off because we can see you. And then started firing at us. Mm. So we all turned our lights out. So we were pitch black. We could only see the silhouettes of people. And we saw werewolf. There were werewolves down there. It was, and it was, and they were just all shouting and there was whiplash down there trying to like get us to convert. And the ghouls, they were kind of like the World War Z zombies where they are fast fucks. Yeah. So somebody starts shooting and it all starts going to shit. So the ghouls are coming at us from all directions. We're kind of like doing a sort of a wave thing where we're going up and down the hill because we're getting shit scared, running away, and then going, ah, come on, we've got to do this. We're LARPers, we're doing an encounter. Let's go again. Mm. Um, and we managed to down... We get these silver stakes. That was another sort of mini encounter that we did earlier, oh, yeah. was to get and forge some silver stakes to take down these lycanthropes, which were the werewolves. Um, so we have three or four people that have silver stakes. <laughs> but as soon as we get into the valley, those people with the silver stakes were very quiet about the fact that they had silver stakes because I think that everybody was just so scared. Yeah. <laughs> and either they either they dropped them or they were just didn't want to be like, I can do it. I'm going to go into that thrum of huge amounts of enemies and kill yeah. them. <laughs> like, Which is totally fine. But it was like, I was just there like, oh no, this is awful. And so we were getting attacked from all sides. We finally managed to down one of the werewolves. And then I think because we've downed one, we kind of got that got the courage and got the second one. And then it's just us, a load of ghouls and whiplash. Yeah. And, and credit to the person that was playing whiplash because they were screaming, like doing, you know, the sort of banshee screams. They were giving yeah. it their all and like screaming and like getting us all to like, and it was terrifying. And um, we managed to kill them. Um, we cut their head off. Um, and then the Dutch couple were also with us. Um, so they said, that's fine. They're dead. We can do it. But there was a sort of discrepancy between the information pack that we had mm-hmm. and the information that the Dutch couple were giving us. So there was a massive argument. We got back to the fort and there was a huge argument between a lot of the players being like, we need to go back. We haven't buried the body, which was something that the player pack or the information pack stated that we had to do. Mm. Um, So, but then the Dutch couple were like, no, it's fine. We've done it. You guys can go. Like you've clearly done enough fighting. You can go back to town and drink. Um, So we spent about 20 minutes in the fort just arguing. (laughs) 
um, while all while these ghouls were like banging on the fort door and like getting closer to us. Um, <laughs> but then as soon as one of the NPCs came in and was like, "Nope, Dutch couple says it's fine," everyone was like, "Oh, okay then," and we kind of pooped back to town. Um, yeah. <laughs> and that was when I got my little um, vampire vision. Ah uh, uh, yes, I think it was when you guys were out on that thing that I had mine. Ooh, let's talk about yours. I want to know about yours. Um, so my one was the, the well, was Hector was basically taking a group of about I think it was like five uh, to six people. Yeah. Uh, and basically, he'd offer us a tiny amount of his blood, <coughs> diluted to, in whiskey. Diluted in whiskey, mm-hmm. which would enable us to share a memory of his. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, so yeah, we'd all take a sip of this and then basically pass out in the bar. Yeah. Uh, obviously we'd then go out the back of the bar into a small encounter tent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the one we had was for the gentleman surgeon of Dr. Jesse Hendricks. Ooh. Okay. Sawbones. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was basically a, mem- a memory he had of him mm. in regards to, uh, basically him bringing... A wounded person into their bar, mm. bleeding from a major wound in the femoral artery. Yeah, trying to save their life, uh-huh. and arguing with um, Theo in regards to why can't we turn him to save them? I could save so many more people, and sort of explains like we don't know this person, we don't know how they will act. Yeah, explaining explaining the situation of how Theo and Hector used to basically choose who they would turn. Yeah. Based on will this person agree with our sort of moral standpoints? We can't just do it to anyone willy nilly, because they might decide, well, I'm just going to slaughter people to get my blood. Yeah. Which I think it's sort of leading the path that we tried to do this. Yeah. Then this um, uh, Billy came came along, found out their secret, basically convinced them to turn him, and he's the one that ended up turning all the other children mm. against. You and Hector. Oh, this makes sense for the. Okay, cool. I'm with you now. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That's so basically that's we, heavy. we saw the one for for Jesse. Yeah. Which yeah was pretty heavy. This person obviously, oh, they're bleeding out from the femoral artery bleed in the yeah. middle of the same um, tavern. Yeah. And it's just like, oh god, that this is, is heavy. And then we go lot. back into the bar and come to, and then we're talking and having questions with it. one of the people who was on the quest uh, vision, vision quest. Yeah. Uh, vision with me was um the uh, the guy running the SCAM rail company. Ah. Um, and he made one statement that pissed Hector off a lot. Oh, no. Which was in regards to, he was saying about how he would love to, earlier he was mentioning outside, about how he would love to have a vampire skull on his desk and he will pay a thousand dollars. So when he found out there was four vampires, he was like, well that's four thousand dollars. Oh for, no. Well, they bring me their skulls and oh, Hector man. just got very angry and left the bar. Mm. Which Again, it's like great in regards to the, sort of the RP. There, it's like, yeah, if someone's talking about, yeah, your children they've turned against you, yeah. but they're still your kids. Mm. So yeah, we sort of berated him a little bit for this statement. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he ended he up. He was. Being a... <laughs> you know, I never yeah. thought I needed a LARP safe umbrella until mm. I saw that man's kit. Oh yeah, he's, that was also so having a, a LARP safe umbrella. So that was his close combat weapon. Yeah, that was, and there's, and and also I think that as well didn't. Gus and him have a like an argument in the middle of town. Oh yeah, him and Gus had a massive falling out because obviously they're both trying to scam everyone. <laughs> yeah, this is what I was talking about earlier with the fact yeah. that like 
so many characters were coming in being like scam artists and things that when each of them found out about the fact that they were scammers, mm. it was so funny. Yeah, I just remember like, um, yeah, Gus Casey coming up while I was talking about Simon, just him just uh, having a proper go in them and then storming off. Yeah. I think this was also after Gus had his vision, ah. which made him switch from being Gustav to becoming Gus, just being himself yeah. because he realised things are fucked here. Yeah. And it's, I think right. as well, like, um, it, was, it was so, there was a lot. I mean, we'll keep saying it, and that's the reason why I keep on missing so much that goes on this mm. weekend, because there was a lot. But, um, but yeah, so then I think you had your vision first, and then I had mine. Did you have of, the one with the same one as Dave? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with, with Johnny in the bath. Oh, yeah. So um, so basically what happens is, is I get grabbed by Lucy, and she's like, darling, would you like a vision? And I was like, huh? Sort of playing the demented old lady, being like, no, I've taken plenty of hallucinogenics in my time. I don't need to do it again. <laughs> and she's like, no, darling, you know that Hector, my lover, he's a... Because they were... Were they lovers? I don't know. But anyway, so she's like, there's... Weren't there... lovers, but... They were in they were in love. Like, she was in love, kind of. I don't know. But yeah, she was... She basically gave her blood willingly. <laughs> yeah. To keep him it. alive. Yeah, so... um. So she's like, my 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 darling Hector, she he was he's willing, and basically our blood that I that I the vision that I had wasn't from Hector. It was from um it was from someone else, um it was from um somebody who had I think it was from Whiplash, um mm. my blood. So it was it wasn't a Hector vision. It was a Whiplash one. So I hear about this vision, and it, this was just after me and Dave had got um, had had a chat about the fact that we were just avoiding plot like the plague. Yeah. <laughs> so I went out and grabbed Dave, and I was like, I was like, Count, vision, go now. And so we just go sit <laughs> sit in the and credit to Hector and and Lucy because I think obviously like I I may may or may not have brought someone along that, that, <laughs> that maybe they hadn't accounted for because we had an extra person. Um, but they let us come along. They were really nice about, like, trigger warnings and things as well. Yeah. So, like, obviously we took this blood, we put our hands up, step out of the bar, and they give us a little brief. And they're like, just so you know, there's going to be a lot of blood, there's going to be... Um, uh, <laughs> there's going to be a half-naked man in a bathtub. Um, to which we were all just there like uh um cool okay um so we get in and and they were like you have to keep your eyes closed you're going to get led by someone let us know if you're not comfortable being led by a particular person like absolutely fine we want you to be comfortable which is really refreshing like just really nice because it's like a safe environment (laughs) so So we end it with, and all I can hear is chuckling from the crew. And it's the two togs, so the two photographers, I think, that are in there. Yeah. And they're just laughing their asses off. And I was like, oh, no, what am I getting into? <laughs> and um, it comes to a point where they're like, okay, open your eyes. And I open, and there's Johnny there. And Johnny is playing Teach, so big, yeah. scary vampire. And he's lying in, you know, those, like, old-fashioned, like trough baths yeah like the tin baths that you would like get bathed in when you were younger and shit and he's lying in that but it's all blood so it's just like that poor guy was probably freezing cold 
Um, <laughs> and I've never been more scaroused in my life. <laughs> if I scared Adara. Because he's been there, then he gets blood poured on him and there's this like thrall that comes in and is like, would you like me to heat it up? And he's like, no, I'll take it cold. And then just like gets doused and then yeah. sprays it everywhere like we're in some sort of herb essence advert from the 1990s. Um, <laughs> and Teach then stands up out of the bath and is reading one of the hunting flyers, which is why I think that Hector's name was in the flyer, because okay. that's why Teach found out that Hector was in the valley, which is yeah. why he was coming for them. So, uh. and then Johnny grabs Dave. So he comes out of the vision and grabs them. And we mm. also had Sean, who is usually a crew member, I believe, for the normal flying leads, but he came as a player for Nightmare. So obviously they were like, they wanted to scare him. So I'm just there like, oh no, in the corner, <laughs> like being just glad that nobody's going to grab me because I don't want to get grabbed. And because <laughs> I'm a little giddy girl. And, um, and so he's like, tell Hector I'm coming for him. So he's like, it's not a vision. It's actually happening. It's terrifying. Yeah. Um, we then run out of the tent because mm. he's coming for us. So we're like, shit. Um, we all go back into OC with our hands in the air, obviously. Yeah. And something that I love about LARPers is the fact that we go, okay, we'll sit down and then we're just going to scream. Just yep. to freak the shit out of people. And we're like, okay, cool, 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 cool. So we sit down. We're playing all like, ah, yes, lovely dream, lovely dream. Ah! And like everybody, everybody in the bar turns around and is like, what the fuck? Um, and, and so Sean stands up and forgive me, I don't know what his character name was. I just know that I think it was, I think his name is Sean. I'm sorry if I get it wrong. Um... But yeah, so so then we're like, teacher's coming for us. Hector finds out that teacher's coming and is like, well, shit. Um, oh. And then it becomes this whole thing and it's, and it's terrifying and everybody starts getting very scared because then that's when the Dutch couple <laughs> tell us about the fact. They basically like get everybody in the town around. They stand on a, on a little plinth and they go, so here's the, da- here's the DL. Um, yeah. we have, we're from this order of St. Giles, but we're, we're the pacifists, like you were saying earlier. So we're the pacifists. Yeah. We don't fight. The scholar, like the fighters and the warriors that we had with us are dead. And, and what, something that we missed, and neither of us went on this encounter. There was one where, um, there were like red robes, yeah. um, earlier, which you were talking about and they were our fighters, but the vampires got to them first. So they're dead. Um, there's no hope for us. So the best we can do is we've surrounded the valley with mist to keep everything in. But it also means that you guys can't get out. So poor Phyllis and Wyatt are just there like, well, shit, we came here on our honeymoon and we're dead. <laughs> quite the honeymoon. Yeah, quite literally quite the honeymoon. So, so everyone in this town is suddenly coming to terms with the fact that ah, we're going to die soon. Um, yep. which is an awful thought to have. Like, you're just there like, well, you're all yeah. dead. Because I think it was while you were having your visions when I went on the encounter to go get more holy water. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Must be. Yeah. But there was also, like, there was, um, 
There was another holy water encounter because obviously, yeah, there was one uh, later or earlier than that one as well. (laughs) Yeah, so the fact that we were suddenly all trapped—that was why Ellie and I and a bunch of other people went out to go and find the wood Mm. to make stakes. Um, so we all went out into the fort to do a bit of foraging, but we didn't realize that foraging isn't really a mechanic for Isla because. So we like we're out for forty minutes. Yeah, it's when you came back. There's like, oh, where's everyone going? Oh, they're going out to go get some of this wood. Yeah, there's an actual encounter yeah. to go get the wood. It was so funny because we literally got back and we're like, there's no wood, and they were like, oh no, there is wood. We're we're going to get some, and we we're like, ah shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> so so we all go out again um, to go to this. There was a museum curator in the part, yeah. so they were taking us out to. Their name was Christopher, I think. Um, usually played by the crew member that um, plays the beluga, who's uh, the new mayor of the town for normal flying lead. Brilliant. Like, really nice crew member as well. Like, they're they're the kind of person that will see if you're kind of, like, hiding around the corner and they'll pull you into the action just to keep you engaged. Um, But, yeah, so we go out into this, like... um, We went to go get wood, and then the museum building was overrun with ghouls so we all get shit scared and chased around and i turned around and saw ellie doing the sort of you know the old cartoon sort of ring a ring yeah but getting chased by a ghoul because ellie didn't have a weapon so didn't have a way to like to defend themselves so it was so funny um just seeing her get chased um so yeah that was and we came back into town with all of our stakes and all of our holy water. Um, and we were kind of feeling semi-confident. Yeah. About the fact that, that we might make it out. Yeah, as, as the um, well day and night went on, and more and more encounters were having, happening, and less and less people were coming back. Oh, yeah. It was getting... Because uh, there's a few of the encounters. Like there was the one... I think, because I went down for the one which uh, Teach called us all out for a fight down the bottom, which was yeah. one of the last encounters before the big one in town. Yeah, that uh, was that the, was the sort of that was the once you go on this mission, there's no going back kind of. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think prior to that, one, there was a big one over in Viking. Yeah, well, oh, that was um, oh, we're doing really well. That is, that was Jesse, but that um, that was was it Jesse? That was your Sawbones one. Yeah. Um, so basically, we all go. Um, did you take the sk- stagecoach or did you walk? I didn't. I wasn't on that. I didn't go on that encounter. Uh, I was one of the people who stayed back in the town Ooh. to protect the town. Oh, do you want me to? Yeah, do basically, there's me and Ambrose sitting in the bar, yeah. <laughs> just drinking away while he's mumbling to oh, me and no. having a conversation. Yeah. I was like, I'm out of the cloth. Um, I couldn't dare do anything like this, but there's nobody behind the bar. <laughs> <laughs> so we just go and grab our drinks and. Yeah. Uh, he has a look and he's like, yeah, there's four dollars. Someone's already robbed the place. We'll leave uh, them that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so when you guys were having a nice old piss up in uh, in the bar, yeah, um, I took the stagecoach because I was so tired at this point. Um, so basically, it was in Viking, which is where our tent was. Mm. Um, and we all take a little shortcut while everybody's walking down the hill to go up the hill and around and things like that. So it's very scary. Pitch black at this point. Um, we get to the entrance of the fort um, and the Sawbones um, vampire is there and calls out um, 
and calls out a load of our townies and is like, you guys think you can survive this. You're so wrong. There's no way. Look at all my thralls. And there was like, there were so many of them. Mm. They basically took over that entire town area. Um, and and um, he goes, um, and you have no hope against my creatures and any of this. And, and look at my newest creation. And he, like everyone gestures towards this hut. As if it was like star in, stars in your eyes, sort of <laughs> tonight, happy I will be. <laughs> There's um, some high X tape, so like explosive tape comes down. It's almost as like lightning struck a tree and it's the sparks have traveled down into the thing. The door blows off its hinges. There's smoke. There's There's fire. There's lights. And then there's this thing. And it looks like a Frankenstein monster, but because it's so dark, you're just seeing its silhouette. Mm. And it looks like, <laughs> it's going to sound so, the only way that I can explain it is like, you know, Olaf in Frozen, where his body's yeah. in little segments. Mm. <laughs> it looks, <laughs> imagine that, but terrifying. So yeah. it's like eight foot tall, body cut up into little segments all seemingly like just there and it comes straight out and goes straight for us and oh yeah and bear in mind that at this point we know that thralls um the only things that are affected by bullets are the thralls yeah ghouls lesser vampires higher vampires and anything else above that are immune to bullets and will not get slowed down by bullets you have to get close up and personal in order to kill it so we just all scream and and there's gunfire, there's things. I turn around and somebody grabs me on my shoulders. And so I'm like, oh, this, this is probably Wyatt coming in for a lover's embrace. I turn around. It's not. It's, it's a crew member who just goes, hi, and then bites me on my neck. And so I'm just there. <laughs> I used three get off me's. Jeez. In the space of twenty seconds, yeah, they, we were that overrun. <laughs> so, and so, like, so everybody makes a hasty retreat. I think we down the monster. Um, I'll be honest. I think the monster maybe wasn't immune to bullets. I can't remember, but it was. It, it there was so much going on because there was the vampires, but then there were also the thralls, and everybody was just screaming. Yeah. Um, and because it was so dark, and you fire as soon as you fire your blank firer. Because you All get, your vision's gone. Yeah, your night vision's <laughs> gone, man. So I was just terrified. <laughs> so there was... Um, so everybody just gets overrun. And yeah. because I'm having a bit of a moment where I'm a bit terrified, and I, I, will, I, won't, I won't lie, dear listeners, I did have a bit of a panic attack, yeah. which is not... It's nobody's fault. It's just because it was a new environment to me and I mm. haven't been... I haven't been in a, like a scary environment before, so I don't even do zombie mazes at Halloween events because I'm that much of a scaredy cat. Oh, I know, so brave, so brave. That's head. Yeah, legit. So I just back into a bush and duck down, mm. um, and then I realise, shit, um, I've I'm on my own. There's no one else, and I've just I'm in the middle. I'm behind enemy lines, and I'm fucked. Um, 
So I stand up sort of and sort of try and do my best vampire impression. And I find two other players. And one of them was the most cowboy, both both aesthetically, because like they were impressive. It was one of the white hatted cowboys guys. And I think that it was um, him and either his partner, IC or OC. um, They were LARPing for their first time as well, I think. They were incredible. Um, Because this guy, like, I think he was one of the airsofters that comes to the site. I'm not too sure. But either way, he was incredible, like, tactically speaking. Um, And there was another guy who was playing an Englishman. And we'll talk about the Englishman later because they were phenomenal characters. Um, (laughs) So we're just skulking through the bushes. And because I'm scared, and because I've eaten nothing but shit food all weekend, like, as in, like, loads of bread, loads of, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're squatting down in the bushes and I let out the loudest fart <laughs> I have ever heard in my life. I'm not proud of it, listeners. The only thing that I'm proud of is the fact that it didn't smell. Um <laughs> just that. Yeah. But because I was wearing ear pro, because obviously you put your earplugs in, I didn't think it sounded that bad until the two guys turn around and just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> so there we are with the most terrifying sort of like Mission Impossible James Bond situation just laughing right. at fart jokes um, <laughs> it was so funny and so just oh, it, was a, it was like most embarrassing moment of my LARP career and it's now immortalised on, um, on the podcast so you're welcome yeah. you're welcome everyone um, so, so yeah we sneak down there's luckily there's a ref uh, that's kind of doing a little scan, making sure that everyone, there's no lost souls in the woods. So we find one of them. He leads us to everyone else in the fort. Um, <coughs> um, so we rejoin them. Um, we haven't killed the Sawbones at this point. I think yep. he's still very much alive. Um, so we go back to town and we're all like, shit. This is this is it because that encounter wiped out quite a lot of our guys. Like it, yeah. it killed a lot of us. And and the premise is basically when you die, you don't die. You become crew that come and yeah. hunt the players. So it's it's basically just assured destruction for the whole weekend. Yeah. Um. So and then that's what led us on to the teach encounter at the fort that you were talking about. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think when you guys came back from that one was when uh, the one of the Englishmen and the well, some of the Englishmen and one of the one surviving French mm. priest. Mm. Mm-hmm. They summoned Bloody Mary in the church. Oh God, I forgot about that. This <laughs> so funny. And just remember, we were, I think it was when we were walking back from the the teaching camp when we realised, hold on. Well, no, that was going down yeah. to the teaching. Was camp. it going down? Then she was just like, yeah, yeah with all the blood in her face because she, she kept yeah. in the church with all the blood in her face. It's like. Oh, hello. Oh, yeah, but she chose specifically, so like RP wise, she was only haunting one of the Englishmen. Yeah. So he was obviously acting absolutely shit scared. And everybody was turning around being like, what are you screaming at? And and OC, she was wearing, like, they were wearing all black. They yeah, had and- blood on their face and a candle. And the candle was illuminating their face. And they were just, they had the most terrifying, blood curdling laugh. Yeah, it was horrible. Um, oh, 
That was absolutely hilarious. So, so <laughs> well funny, though. Though. Oh, you know what that <laughs> is? Let's summon Bloody Mary. Oh, yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Like, So, um, but yeah, so she follows us down. We're going down to the fort because basically at this point, I think Hector, Hector got um, grabbed at... I think, yeah, they tried to get hold of Hector, but I think we decided, so they didn't get Hector's blood or anything. We killed Hector. <laughs> we Not, did? Yeah, the townspeople killed Hector oh to stop them from getting hold of um, any information out of Hector. Because mm. I think that's what they wanted to know was where Billy was. Because ah. he was not—he hadn't gone through the whole head separation and stuff like that to see, properly kill him. So he was just sleeping. Yeah. So to stop the information get out, basically Hector was killed. Okay. Um, so yeah, then we get word that um, Teach is challenging us to a big fight down in the fort. Mm-hmm. And we go down there and there's Teach and Jesse. Yeah. And I remember them offering us, like, anyone who wants to change sides with us, mm-hmm. do so now. Mm-hmm. And you got that one guy walks forwards. And we shoot him. Well, yeah, someone, the guy next to me, this is when I got the one of the many times that I had a <laughs> blank gun go off right next to my head was yeah. bang, yeah. shot him in the back. And obviously he falls, and Jesse goes to drink his blood, yep. to which he just whips out the... Yeah, oh, that was so good. It was such a beautiful... It's like, it seemed like it was fucking planned. Was, I don't know if it was or not, but I, it, was it was so beautifully done. I was just there with my jaw on the floor. Was like, it was so oh. good. And then all hell breaks loose and yeah. there's gunfire. Uh, it's when I had one of my misfires were basically while re-racking the um, mm. Winchester. I just hit the trigger with my finger yeah. as I came back up. Yeah. I was like, oh, I could rapid fire this. But. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's because it's Sergeant Cole... I think was there, mm. um, and I don't know that. I know that Dave's normal character, Hennessy Jones, has a lot of history with Sergeant Cole. I don't know what it yeah. is, but either way, that that mofo is unkillable yeah. um, until he gets killed by Teach, um, which because like he's he's the one that's trying to have this duel. Yeah. Um, but we managed to apparently kill Teach, and I was um... like, "Well, he that ah, this is the, so he goes down." Right? Yeah. So he goes down. Jesse runs off. We're all in pretty bad shape. So we all go back to town. And this is when this is when it's the big showdown. This is about eleven yeah. o'clock at night. We get back to the barricades on town and it's just like Oh, oh yes, yeah. everyone. Because there's Teach, there's a coffin, there's every mofo. Oh yeah. oh we forgot the um the thrall encounter. Do you remember them when they came in and sang carols? Oh fuck yeah! And I think I remember a lot of us hold up in the um, the bar, the oh, saloon, God. and just held the door shut. Oh yeah, there's there's so but like we said earlier, there's so much that we missed. Yeah. But yeah, so we get we get back to town. Teacher's there, and he's like, "You mofo's have fucked up. We we've won." And basically what had happened was because all of the town, except for like five people, including Wyatt, by the way, mm. my dear oh, husband. So you outlived this husband then? You outlived him at least. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Phyllis outlives the husbands all the way. Um, but basically they all got slaughtered while we were out. So yeah. so I come back. Wyatt's a vampire. You're, uh, like loads of Ambrose is gone. Yeah, and and oh, Ambrose is the first <laughs> that he turned. Oh yeah, basically because when we all came back to town, everyone else came in through the barricades. But he was like, he just headed straight for the back entrance to the saloon. Yeah, and he walks in there, 
And the people who had stayed behind in town yeah. had been turned. And they were still in the saloon. And he basically he just walks in and goes, uh, and he walks behind the bar, grabs his drink, has a swig of his whiskey, and then just gets murdered oh, by the Oh, no! Uh, I remember him telling God. us that afterwards. We were just like, yep, that's how Ambrose went out. That is, that is a very Ambrose way of going, yeah, though. I think, um, I th- yeah, because that's when that all kicked off. They were like, you have the la- this is your last chance. Join us or die. Yeah. And how did and, how did that go down for you? Um, well, I went out gun blazing, and then, obviously, close range machete out basically yeah. hacking at them um use one get off me to get one that was attacking off the front of me then also another one grabs from the side of us yeah again start mashing at them then get off me and then i just feel the tap on my shoulder turn around and there's just three of them wow. and it's so just like end up just like screaming my head off and yeah. just going down at that point there yeah. in, in the darkness in the middle of the woods yeah. i'm lying down and i realize this is really unsafe to lie down here in the dark. So I get up on my knees and have my hand up in yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's a guy behind the tree who's like, yeah, I'm dead too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's head behind the fence. <laughs> yeah, because like, I was part of the group. We obviously, like, I... Phyllis at this point is basically non-existent because I'm mm. running on a survival mode alone. And I was telling everyone, I was like, I'm sorry, I've gone into soldier Millie mode. There's nothing I can do to stop it. <laughs> I'm not um, saying that to us. It was like, it's all right. It was like, it was like, I was just there running on pure adrenaline. And because, like, so Phyllis's walking pace was no longer resistant. I was sprinting everywhere. Um, and I get chased out of the woods, uh, of the town rather, into the woods. Um, I'm with Dave, I'm with Tom from Larps and Tarps. Mm. And I'm at the back of the group and I turn around and there's about six or seven <laughs> following, following us. So I'm like, I'm like, well, darlings, time to go out with a bang. And I turn and I have the most incredible cinematic and like credit. Like, again, ILARP is quickly becoming one of my favorite kind of systems yeah. in the fact that they give you good deaths. Like this yeah. isn't this isn't just getting walled down by a random monster in a forest. This is terrifying. Like guns blazing. I I unloaded my pistol. I did the rifle first. Shot one in the head. He goes down. Yeah. And then I was unloading the pistol, and I I did six shots, and then this guy just goes, "Well, that's your six. And I was like, "Oh shit," because I didn't bam, bam, bam. <laughs> legit because I didn't have a close combat knife as i was saying earlier because i'd given mine to wyatt because wyatt Uh. didn't have one either so i had nothing and and i get basically rugby tackled to the ground (laughs) and and i'm lying there just head in a bush just like convulsing like giving it all i've got having the most amazing time and I've got all I see is the silhouettes of about five mm-hmm. or six vampires. And they're just standing over me going how like being like, oh, she's dead now. She's going to be one of us. She's going to taste delicious. And I'm just like, and I was literally like, um, have you ever watched the We Bought a Zoo film? No. So oh, best scene ever. <laughs> right. right. Matt, sorry. Sorry, dear listeners. We'll get back to Phyllis dying. But We Bought a Zoo. There is a Scottish guy who faces down a lion. And the way that he faces down a lion is by going, you don't want me. I'm full of whiskey and bad life decisions. And then the lion <laughs> fucks off. Um, so, 
Did Phyllis try that line, didn't Phyllis you? did that line. Phyllis was like, you don't want me. My blood is old. It's basically like just solid at this point. It would be more like gnawing on a cold bone. And they're like, we don't care. And one of them le- like legitimately goes and head in the crook of my neck and goes, am, nom, 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 nom. And I was, I was, I was having the best time. I was yep. like, I was like fully RPing, having a wonderful time. And I was like, well, shit, I'm dead. They all run off. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is this is the first ever character death that I've had. Yeah, same. And it was it was it was a weird little moment because obviously it's like I walk back to town, and everybody's having a wonderful time. So I saw you back in town at this point, and everyone was just like having a lovely time. They were all happy. I see my yeah. dear husband Wyatt again. Um, and Daisy then tries to convert me again, and I was like, "Why are you fuck? I'm already dead. Don't. Tr- I mean, by all means, do take a chunk out of my neck, but by all means, no. Um, yeah. And then, and then, do you want to talk about like the the little the final story bit that we had? Because um, there was uh, that weird vampire wedding. Oh, see, I was behind the um the fence at that time. You were watching it through there. Yeah, that's oh. Well, so I'll talk about it then. So yeah. we, we talked very briefly about this jilted bride, and I'm very sorry, I never actually caught her name. Yeah. But she was very angry the entire weekend, which is why I didn't spend a lot of time with that character. Yeah, she called a lot of people schmucks. Yeah, schmucks, fuckers. Very angry. Yeah. Um, it turns out that she was engaged to one of the vampires or something. Mm. So the way that the whole storyline ends is by having this actual wedding where we're in the center of town, everybody's dead at this point, and uh, or, or at least we think that everyone's dead, and we have this massive. They think they say you are now happily married. You may kiss the bride, and then fireworks go off. Obviously, imaginary ones because things, yeah. and and um and everybody's happy, and then time out is called. Yeah. And guess who survived. Uh, Dave and James. Dave, Dave, James. You're James, your friend from Northern Kingdoms, because James from Fancy Nuts, he went pretty early. Yeah, Gus was one of the first to go. Um, So James, um, Dave, and Tom from Laps and Tops are the three people that I know about. I know that there are a few more. There are about five or six people that survived. Yeah. Um, Story-wise, everyone in America ends up dying because the vampires get out and spread. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, everyone's dead. Um, but the look on Dave's face as he came into town being like, oh, I survived. Ugh, <laughs> infuriating. Oh, yeah. Especially because I pulled out, I pulled the line from um, one of my favourite lines from Braveheart um, is the Irish guy saying to um, William Wallace, I've conversed with God and he thinks he knows he can get me out of this, but he's pretty sure you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I said that to Dave. Yeah. And I'm the one who dies and he doesn't. Yeah. So... But it was it was honestly one of the most fun weekends I've had laughing yeah. ever, um, and it was a brilliant way to close out like the lock calendar for the year for me. Definitely, I mean, again, massive thank you to all the players, the crew, the story writers. Oh my god, yes, the SFX involved. team. Yeah, the special effects team. Everyone behind the scenes. <coughs> it yeah. was an absolutely amazing weekend. Yeah, it is been the highlight of my lap year to be honest yeah. it has probably been one of the best events i've been to this year yeah um and yeah i will so definitely good. be going to more i in the yeah. future for like anyone that has 
like again sorry for anyone whose names we didn't remember yeah. the encounters that we didn't remember because they were they, like i said 20 planned yeah and so uh, many more like intuitive ones that came out of nothing it was incredible there yeah. was there was an encounter that we didn't talk about where somebody was being hung from a tree there was Jeez. yeah that was the second holy water one that we talked about oh that's no that's the one i was on oh well the yeah one. That, that one that was Christopher, yeah that's the one we got yeah we got told there was a trigger warning out on the the hunt for the holy water that oh, yeah, there's some gonna... stuff here that you, it, yeah. you don't want to be dealing with this sort of stuff then don't come yeah i yeah. believe it was the the mayor was like basically there from the tree i think if i recall correctly it was but, christopher the curator yeah um so but yeah it was uh, it was the most terrifying but safest i've felt ironically yeah. at a larp site like i i was looked after massive kudos to the water cook like the water heater that thing yeah. <laughs> worked overtime for my coffee, my lemsip, my hot toddies. Yeah. Um, the crew looked after us, to Kitty, to Johnny, to Sam, like so many names that we're going to forget or just not talk yeah. about. But you guys are all incredible. Um, it's, um, it, it's so good. Yeah, um, that story, story-wise, story was absolutely amazing story behind it. And yeah, just, just everyone involved, yeah. just thank you very much yeah. for an amazing weekend. Yeah, there's um there's one more main story flying lead left in the which is for people for, who vote for current only for players who, only. Yeah. So I don't know if that extends to people that go to nightmare, but um. I don't think it will extend to nightmare people, so I won't be able to make it to that one. Ah. I think crew they're also looking at crew who have yeah. the crew previously. I might message saying if there's available crew slots, I'm happy just to be general bot. Yeah, it's so. it's so like. It's just so fun. And then there's one Flying Lead Nightmare next year at the end of the year. Yeah, and then there should be, hopefully, the Flying Lead reboot the following year. Who knows? I believe they're saying that 2025, there should be a new Flying Lead serving. Yeah. Or at least another Western-style thing starting up. I'm so excited. My LARP calendar next year is going to be so, so big. Like, there's there's so many things. It's going to be very busy. So busy. Um, Yeah. Yeah, you guys have got the, we've got the and also the raffle for the thing on yep, December first. That'll be coming up. Yeah, don't forget to check that out. Dave will well, Dave will be posting about this stuff, all this stuff coming out soon. Yeah, lots of stuff coming out. Um, also, I'd like to say thank you to our Patreon supporters. Oh. Um, without you, I mean, we well, we wouldn't be able to do a lot of stuff that we get to do. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for yeah. that. And I don't, yeah, I don't the, have a dice or a name roll, but. No, so I can't pick anyone else. Hope maybe Dave will do a little recording to thank an individual person, but just thank you to you all. Yeah, uh, you're all amazing. I rolled a D twelve, and we got a seven, which is Ross Horton. Thank you, Ros. Really appreciate your uh, support. Anyway, back to the show. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, yeah. Sorry if we have rambled on for nearly two hours. Yeah, sorry, sorry, um, Dave. It's going to be one of those long ones. Yeah. Hopefully, there's not too much editing Dave has to do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. Um, if you want to hear more from me, let Dave know that you want to hear more of Bungle's dulcet tones. <laughs> Same goes for if you want to hear Millie speaking oh, more. Yeah. Agony, yeah, write this down. Know. Put yeah. Millie on the podcast more. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. And again, thank you for listening. And um, 
yeah i'll we'll see you next time well speak to you next time don't really see you classic exit um, on classic exit. exactly yeah and um yeah we'll see the people that we see at the next laugh events next year yeah. be a rooting tooting cowboy uh-huh. yeah love and kisses guys love and kisses, <laughs> love and kisses. goodbye Uh, one minute, one hour, 47, Dave, you're welcome.